Abstract Transmissions. And hello, thank you for listening to Abstract Transmissions today. We have the one and only Matt Connerton. Thank you so much for coming on today. Again, we've been meaning to do this for a little bit because of the some of the crazy shit that's happened recently. Politics, politics, the world of politics. I wish I was the one and only. There is another Matt Connerton, but he's my uncle. He's my uncle, so it doesn't count. The one and only uh, radio personality, Matt Connerton. <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes. Uh, unless he's also running a radio station, then I mean, what are you going to do? You know, then you, then not, you're really in competition. Yeah, not that I'm aware <laughs> of. Yeah. Well, you know, when it's I like uh, underground running it. <laughs> well, I, I sort of had to compete with him to get my show because you know my show, Matt Connerton Unleashed, when. Uh, when the radio station was advertising that they were going to be starting this show and they needed a host, I decided to audition because I was like, you know, my name is Matt Connerton and turned out they were, uh, they were more interested in my uncle, but he lives an hour away. So I got the gig. Oh, wow. I, so yeah. he, is he in politics as well? No, I made all that up. Oh, but uh, yeah, I just think it's a fun I, story. I, dude, you, you seriously had me. I'm usually not the first to get on the gullible train, but today is uh it's been a wild day i'm not gonna lie it's been interesting i um i had a rough day earlier i was supposed to have practice earlier and fucking just pain was really awful and then on top of it kiddo has just been having a hard time with school and stuff uh so the the late later nights on thursdays aren't so great and uh between that and the and the the pain so like i usually try to keep them out till at latest you know nine you know and then we get back but I try to make practice six to eight once a week, but it's tough when we do it on a Thursday instead of like a weekend. But what, uh, what project is it? Oh, so this is uh for um, ambient discord. Okay. Um, so it's uh, I'm right now it's a three piece, um, but we're, you know, talking about, uh, I mean, we've been talking for a while about having, you know, lead uh, Matt uh, fog was uh doing lead for a little bit right before, you know, things got not so great with his health. Um, And then he, you know, ended up selling his equipment and just, you know, since then we've been doing the, uh, the three piece thing for a while. So it's, uh, it's alternative rock. And um, I mean, our listeners have heard a little bit about it. I don't go into it often. I probably should talk about it a little bit more than I do, but um, I, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely a different, uh, different can of worms for me than unrest and transit was. Um, I mean, you got to, hear that in its heyday um yes. it's definitely uh like a metal grindcore kind of influence thing where this is like verse course verse like like 90s rock i guess i would be the closest thing that i could equate it to probably but uh oh. yeah you oh uh, i i lost you Online? there for a second that it, can you can you hear me now oh th- Yes. Okay. No, I was I was asking if you have anything recorded for that um, project. Oh, online. so um, we don't have any uh, recordings right now online. Sorry, the, it cut out for a second. It, it got all like bogged down. I think it was oh. just data speed or something. Um, okay. We um, we don't have anything up right now other than videos that we've just kind of recorded ourselves because we are really we want to make sure the material that we have that we release it is the quality that we expect out of it. Um, we could release kind of the more DIY stuff that we've done right now, but we, we definitely know that it has more potential than what we've kind of done with it. So we're tossing the idea. Do we take the tracks that we have now and send them over to somebody who can edit the work, mix and master it um, better than we have so far? Or do we 
take it and kind of pump it out as something kind of pass out temporarily until we have the album stuff finished. But at this point, I mean, I think that, you know, I don't want to speak for the rest of the, the guys, um, but we, um, we definitely need material out and we're trying to push it for earlier than the summer. Cause obviously the summer is going to be a big summer for music. It, yeah. Things are going to start going back to normal somewhat. Um, and people are going to be, you know, wanting music, uh, mm-hmm. live music specifically. So I, I'm, I'm excited for that for sure. Uh, but I want to make sure that we have material, uh, out there so you can catch a couple of, you know, videos and stuff online on the, um, the ambient discord page. Um, but it's kind of a live sound format. Uh, we did record tracks in and stuff, but, um, it's, it's, it's our representation of us. Um, I think that, uh, the live material tends to be a little bit better than, um, pre-recorded material for a lot of bands um oh yeah yeah definitely but um i i mean that's always been my favorite format for yeah like recording and all that but um yeah i uh it's funny i was talking to matt blanchette uh over at our revelry studios and um we were talking about kind of the the format of um recording a lot of bands you know prefer doing live recording versus uh tracked recording and um he's got some really amazing stuff have you heard any of the stuff come out of uh his uh studios out of revelry not re- no not not recently it's um, really impressive uh you know I, um I, I hear about that studio a lot but i don't think i've heard anything specific that's come out of it if you get a chance go check check it out um on their uh the website revelrystudios.com i'm pretty sure is what he said um yesterday i'd have to double check but we'll try to uh, put that in the link for the uh the video before um but i uh yeah as we were talking it's it's funny it got me thinking about the uh the local outbreak thing um and how local bands um the, it's tough because right now nothing's really local community because nobody's you know playing shows everything's done right you know virtually zoom you know so contest shows uh and uh i mean I would say the the big change in like concerts and whatnot um, virtually has changed the music landscape for entertain entertainers pretty ruggedly. Um, so I mean, I think that you know the music community locally just kind of struggles with that because a lot of it's in person, people meeting, playing shows together, um, and not having that has been, I think, incredibly. Um, I think just detrimental to the mental um, positivity of the music community locally. I mean, I, I don't know, maybe it'll cause it to supercharge. We, we'd seen the decline in kind of this complacency mm-hmm. in local music for, in my opinion, for a good steady 10 years. Um, and that started to go up a little bit back around 2012, 2013. And I think certain areas it's impacted, you know, harder than others. Um, Manchester's done really well, uh, keeping it, you know, can- staying consistent. The Seacoast struggled with it a lot. Um, but I think that, you know, local musicians kind of get stuck indoors for a long time. It makes for really good music, um, mm-hmm. for writing at least. Um, and then when it comes to, you know, time to play shows and whatnot, again, um, I think that there's just going to be this blast of newer music on the scene. A lot of people are going to be really excited to get out and see music. So I'm hoping that that will just kind of catalyze, uh, be a catalyst for, um, for musicians locally, at least. I think so. 
everywhere, locally, nationally. Yeah. In every way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, Definitely. I just, I think that a lot of times people go out and they'll spend money at a, you know, Ticketmaster or something, but it's not as common that you'll see them. I mean, that's not true for, you know, people who support local music, of course, but it's harder to get people who don't, aren't normally out going to see local mm-hmm. events to go out specifically for local events. Um, especially when they're oh, not yeah. sure yeah, or true. familiar what the type of music is, it's hit or miss. You, they never know, you know? Um, yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping that that drive of artistic creativity and, and whatnot, um, just that kind of pent up need to get out and play will also translate into um, just a really busy summer for, well, hopefully safe, busy. Hopefully. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how things go, obviously. I that mean, will that, be, yeah, it'll be the beginning of things beginning to normalize, I think, summertime. You, what do you think about the vaccine? How, uh, how eager are you to get the vaccine? Oh, I'm very eager. I have asthma and I'm, I'm very eager. Um, at this point, I'm cautiously optimistic that um, I will be able to uh, get access to uh, the vaccine sometime between uh, hopefully someday and who the fuck knows. And uh, so I'm excited <laughs> yeah. about that. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, the, the goalposts for that keep getting moved and, you know. Yeah. And I think that, it, you know, it's tough because there was a lot of expectation for things to be ramped up. But I think a lot of that was just Trump talking yeah. out of his ass, you know, and then that translated to people oh, not, yeah. like panicking. So they're like, oh, it's going back a little bit further. And that goalpost just gets a little bit more and more because if they said right away, it'd be mass panic, you know. Uh, I hate how that is though yeah. with with politics. They can't ever give it to anybody straight. Like, what happens when you know there's aliens? You know, what are we gonna do? They just they're not gonna tell us, right? Right. <laughs> so, um, somebody, I wish I could remember. I wish I could remember who said it. I, it might have been Bill Maher. Somebody had said uh, before the election that if if Trump had just. Uh, if he had promised that if he were reelected, that he would tell us everything he knows about aliens, that uh, he would have easily won reelection. Yes. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I definitely agree with that statement. And I think he might be right. It might've been Bill Maher. Cause I saw somebody that I watched say something like that. I yeah. wanted to say it was Sagar and Jetty from uh, the Hill. Um, yes. Oh, actually. my my favorite conservative. He, me too. He's uh, yeah. he's really. I think the way the Republican, where the Republican Party needs to go, right? I mean, mm-hmm. it's not your grandfather's Republican Party, obviously. Fuck your feelings. Twenty twenty was an entire thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, this whole conservative, you know, I'm sorry, bullshit is it's bullshit. You know, fiscally conservative, they want to go down that route. They want to, you know, go, you know, argue that keep the government out of your money kind of thing. Yeah. I can see that libertarians. I'm kind of a libertarian. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I identify as a libertarian. So, um, but I do think that, um, you know, guys like him have a better take on mm-hmm. things a little bit, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I like him because I think he's intellectually honest He's not afraid to, um, you know, I wouldn't describe him as a never Trumper because I've certainly heard him give Trump credit for things from a policy standpoint, but he's also not afraid to be very sharply critical of Trump 
Uh, yeah, I, I would say more so than most Republicans, though, you know. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Or even the ones that give, like, Tucker Carlson, I'd say, actually sometimes holds him accountable somewhat. Yeah. Um, but not really. I mean, he, yeah, yeah he basically blows him on national television. Oh, yeah. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Yeah. I, I'm just saying that there are some times I've seen them even push against the grain a little bit. But I'm yeah. talking about with Sagar, like, he actually, he goes pretty hard against uh, the, 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 the Trump, um, administration when there's something out oh, yeah. line. so well um, do you do you watch that show rising i do yeah that he yeah, does with crystal do. ball yeah i do i and, appreciate and, their uh their show yeah i like how both both of them they they approach it the same way because she's not afraid to beat the shit out of her own party either right um and it's interesting because they're coming at you know he's a conservative although certainly i don't think of him as right wing kind of he seems like kind of a mainstream sort of center right kind of guy yeah she's, certainly she's, libertarian heavy yeah yeah she's she's very Bernie i think kind progressive of, yeah kind know. of in the mold of aoc but um, joe stein so, kind of yeah Democrat. yeah yeah so she's very critical of of the the moderate center of of the democrats so it's an interesting dynamic because they're both um they, they they actually find a surprising amount of common ground, not on policy, but in terms of calling those on their own sides out on their yeah. bullshit, which I love. It's a great show. It is. Well, and I, I think that they can even find common ground because they're able mm -hmm. to come together on certain things. It paves way to come together right. on other certain things. And I think that that's really the future of bipartisan ship right if mm -hmm. we're going yeah. to go in that direction but also the splitting of the party major party system is gonna happen it's happening right now with the republicans this whole patriots party thing where they're splitting down the middle like it's going to be a mess for them big time and it is what it is right they, they reap what they sow for sure yeah. um but the democrats are going to try to take full advantage of that and it's going to be ramming home 12 plus years of democrat policy which i'm not against a lot of it you know i'm, I'm for mm -hmm. some of it um yeah, but there's too. a lot of it that i'm not for too you know yeah. um i'm really like because we're already bloated as hell and now they're just gonna rock that budget they're just gonna well, go you know, paper money already our, our bloat our dollar already doesn't exist really um and i don't think that we should look at currency in that format anymore because Goods and services have evolved way past banknotes and you know promissory. That's, yeah, that's true. That's currency. true. I agree. I um, but I, I always say on my show, I say you know, as far as economics, we're all Keynesians now, in the sense that you know, even even very conservative Republicans are like, well, with the situation we're currently in, yeah, we yeah. kind of do need to spend a fuckload of money. Yeah, I mean, it it has to be done, and and even. It was an interesting dynamic recently in West Virginia where, you know, you have Senator Joe Manchin, who I think is easily the most conservative Democrat in the Senate. And 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 he, you know, was kind of hedging a little bit on supporting the one point nine trillion. He was a little hesitant. And then you've got Republican Governor Jim Justice in Virginia saying, who actually positioned himself to the left of Joe Manchin and said, no, right. go big. He said, yeah. I'm a Republican. I'm a fiscal conservative. But right now, this is not the time for us. Not at all. Gotta... And now with Texas and shit, dude, shit is getting oh, yeah. fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
this is the thing that I worry about so much is people are not looking at the obvious here, right? I, I don't, I get that the Democrats did some things fucked up with the first, you know, investigation through the FBI and Let's face it. Trump is a criminal. He definitely went above and beyond high crimes and misdemeanors in multiple facets between you know, the Ukraine thing, you know, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm done with the straw man argument. I, I don't give a shit about Joe Biden. I don't like Joe Biden. You know, I, I it, it, he needed to be president again. Asshole out of there. Yeah, I get it. That's that's an argument to be had. But yeah. The fact that, you know, we're going to straw man everything. Well, Joe Biden did this. The Hillary Clinton did that. It's like they're not the people we're talking about. We're talking about fucking Donald Trump completely destroying. Forget his promises like that shit went right out the window. Right. Yeah. yeah. But on top of all of that, everything he said that he was going to try to do, you know, it really was just backwards to what he said was going to happen, obviously. Mm -hmm. But also, you know, when I forgot we're kind of going, um, cause I went on a tangent with the, the Clintons there, but the straw man argument of, you know, him being a criminal, that's it. Him being impeached twice now and the most overwhelming votes ever yes. in bipartisan history <laughs> in the house for something that we were starkly divided on as a country. So how is it, that all those Republicans who were against impeachment ended up voting for impeachment in the House. And he's still not a criminal. Like, no, that's bullshit. Like, he, right. he should have been convicted. He should have been removed from ever serving office ever again. Um, I, I really don't think that that guy has any business in politics now, especially after what happened in the Capitol. That's so egregiously awful. You know, yeah. if something were to happen like that over $2,000 checks, I'd be a little bit more okay with it, to be completely honest with you over George Floyd and all these people are angry. They're angry at their government. So they're pissed and they're going in. Yeah. But not for some asshole, not for some self-involved douchebag. And I'm not saying I would run on the Capitol, right? I have a kid and I'm not an idiot, but what happened was so completely unacceptable, how they lighten security, everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, it's all so fucked up. I guess where I was going before I completely lose track of my rant was that the Russia thing, is blatant. Russia and China have everything to gain of, from us collapsing as a country. Mm -hmm. We are no longer the world superpower, you know what I mean? And they, they want us to fail. So I wouldn't be surprised if the entire grid thing in Texas is uh, fucking not what they're saying it is and everything to do with hackers. And they've already said that they have full access to our mainframes. It could shut us down at any moment if they want to. You know, I'm embarrassed to to say I hadn't thought of that, but now that you mention it, <laughs> that sounds I mean, very think, credible. Think that, about the amount of chaos that they could sow. Yeah, that's yeah. Between COVID and George Floyd and the rioting, and yeah. now Joe Joe Biden's going back on his promises or whatever, they see a perfect opportunity yeah. to to scramble things up. Dallas being one of them, if they start yeah. shutting major power grids down in cities across the United States, what the fuck's going to happen? Shit's going to get messy quick. Yeah. But they, do you think in the middle I, of I mean, winter? It, oh my God. But in, in that scenario, so you, you think though they would have waited for, I mean, I think that they're so inept and incapable of handling anything. They would do what George Bush did when he found out about the Twin Towers, they would just freeze 
not really know how to act. Katrina the shit out of it, probably, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe not now, but with Biden running things differently, but he's already got so much. I would, I, I just, that guy could like have a heart attack, you know, (laughs) like shit's it's, it's bananas. And, and if they, they, China has always said their entire intention was the long game. Mm, oh yeah. Well, what is it? The, the 50 year plan or something mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah. They're coming right up on that. And they also recently wrote a law. Um, I saw this on, who is it there? Aegon hair there. Um, Project nightfall, this guy, uh, foreign guy. He works for the Nas daily one minute video guy there. If you ever get a chance to check him out, I think they've mm. got pretty interesting material and content. Um, Nas daily specifically, uh, but also um, Project Nightfall. The thing I found interesting he was talking about is China. China, Project China, uh, their entire goal to take over so many different areas. They just recently wrote into law um, a extradition law saying that they could extradite whoever they want from wherever they want Hmm. now. And that the Chinese government seizes full authority to extradite people out of their own countries. Because th- this is mainly for Hong Kong, right? But depending on how it goes in Hong Kong and Taiwan, that expands them to do so outside of other countries and whatnot. Um, okay. And if yeah. they decide that they want to make a one world government, I mean, who's going to stop their army? Their army, they've got like 10 soldiers every men, woman, men, man, woman, and child that we have in the country, period. Mm-hmm. And that's like army. We, 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 they just yeah. people at us, chump block us like in a game of magic. Like, it, it they have no care about human rights, violations right. are not a concern for them. They'll right. send people at it until they die, until it waves of human death, mm-hmm. until they get what they want. Like, they are unrelenting and they are not going to stop. And the fact that that's the only thing I think China was pretty spot on about China is a very big ominous threat in my opinion chinese communist party specifically not china um but the ccp yeah that's that's something where i think um you know i'm an independent i i certainly lean more left than right uh especially with the republican party the way it is now but one thing that i think republicans have always been right about and and trump um was right about somewhat it pains me to give him credit for anything but um but i think um i think when they talk about democrats being too soft on china maybe too naive etc i yeah. think there's truth to that i i um i mean i don't go for all that you know china joe stuff and all that i think that's nonsense but um no, but i i do think that they 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 see a softer person dealing with them now and that gives them leverage once again um, so, I mean, yeah, I yeah. think Joe has his best intentions, right? Online, but you know, the old adage about good intentions, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I think that I mean to interrupt you, by the way, uh, I'm trying to monitor that. Uh, um, oh no, there, there's, there, you, inter- <coughs> you, you interjected. Uh, uh, there's well, a, there's a distinction between interrupting and interjecting. Well, thanks. I I try really <laughs> hard to to avoid uh, overtalking yeah. people when I can. I just get yeah. excited about stuff. So, uh, yeah, the, no, the, no the, worries. The China thing is so <laughs> so much a concern though when it comes to, I think like Joe Biden, not so much going soft, but I think this is exactly what how they thought it was going to play out. I think that Russia genuinely had 
Trump convinced that he had the election, that they were going to help him swing the election. And when it didn't happen, he fucking went ham. He's like, fuck, fuck. They didn't stick to their end of the deal. I'm completely fucked. They left him out to dry just like he left every single person on hit that ever stuck up for him. Michael Flynn, anybody that ever. Yeah. Karma's a bitch. And I yeah. think that I hope it eats him alive. I think I, I hope it all comes crashing down on his head and he has a major narcissistic break with reality. And, he, you know, he just cognitive dissonance gets flushed away by reality. I hope that happens. But how would you uh, how would you like to see that happen? Do you imagine him in an orange jumpsuit, for example, because no, I do. I don't uh, think that no. him going to jail. Uh, is necessarily a good thing. I think it could be a dangerous precedent set that uh, that they could try to use futuristic against Democrats and and even third party candidates. Um, well, but but the thing is, though, I mean, I'm not. I don't even mean, you know, I mean, the state of New York. I, I've been saying for well, I I used to say almost half joking, sort of hyperbolically, that I believed that as soon as he was no longer president, that as soon as Joe Biden was sworn in, that somebody was going to come along and put the handcuffs on Trump because yeah. the state of New York attorney general's office. Oh, that's happening going, for sure. Was going to indict him. Now, obviously it didn't happen yet, but I do think it's going to happen. And between that and Georgia, um, you know, California plus is foaming at the mouth for him as always. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a cascade of bullshit coming down on that guy's head. And I think you're right. Yeah. And there's part of me that does um, actually really want to see him in a jumpsuit and to pay full fledged for what he's mm -hmm. done to this country. Cause I really do think that he's, he screwed his own party. He fucked so many people he made promises to. And then mm -hmm. all those people switch over after they got burned and everybody's like, you fucking libtards. Like, no dude, those guys were voting with you in 2016 and then they got burned. Yep. And now they're against it. And you're just unrelenting on unreality. Like yeah. Just uh, it's mind blowing how much people hunker down with fiction, uh -huh. you know, absolutely <laughs> jarring to say yeah. the least. Cause yeah, I don't know. I'm speechless. Really. I don't even know. You know, especially with the China. What happens? Well, we get attacked. What What are we going to do right now? We, we're more obese than ever. We are more just completely sick than ever. We're, you know, ha a ton of people in Texas are cold. Like there's so many scenarios that are just bad about us going to war right now. Yeah, we're, we're so vulnerable. Broken as fuck. Mm -hmm. And they know it. And, and if... I mean, it's you could just see what's coming and it's terrifying. And I really hope that it is not. But it's like if you're standing on a train track and you see a giant light coming at you, sure, mm -hmm. it could be a guy with a flashlight, but I'm not going to take that gamble. You know, I don't know. When, when, when you say that, are you thinking about China specifically? I think, yeah, I think China's coming full force at us at a steady, slow rate. And Russia also has their hand in the bag, but they have two different dia, dia what's the word? Opposing uh, dipolar. Diametric. Uh, diametric, maybe. Yeah, I think that's the word. Uh, they're on two ends of the, the spectrum. They Neither one of them uh, have any intention on letting... Like they're both on the authoritarian end of the spectrum, right? But n neither one of them any give to the other one either. Like they both yeah. want 
United States. They want us kind of crumble, but each, mm-hmm. both of them want to be first too, right? So yeah, I I do think that we're in a dangerous time, and if we would have stayed with Trump, it could have gotten a hell of a lot worse. And I I do think yeah. that there's a lot of shit going on behind the scenes uh, that nobody really knows about. Um, that is got the administration quaking in their boots. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Joe Biden's scared as shit because he he found I think that as soon as he got in there, he saw all the shit that he actually inherited. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh boy, this is they were like on a teetering yeah. point. Um, so we'll see if they can dial it back and they can bring it back. But I mean, I hate to be a pessimist. I have a child and I'm scared. Yeah, that could ever be. Um, I'm glad that actually Biden is president. Um, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that, you know, Trump's not, but China, China, definitely ch- the Chinese communist party rather <laughs> worries the shit out of me. Um, Ultimately though, I mean, isn't there, um, isn't there a thought that, you know, similar to, you know, during the cold war, it was always said that as far as Russia, you know, we, we didn't have to worry. I mean, obviously, you know, global thermonuclear Armageddon could happen at any moment, but because of the concept of mutually assured destruction, it wasn't actually going to happen. Are we not operating in a similar dynamic with China, not because of nuclear weapons, although they do have them, but just economically isn't there is, is because we're so intertwined economically much more so than we've ever been with Russia. We um, definitely are. Um, so it is it is a dangerous game for them, but they have every intention on slowly acquiring U.S. properties, slowly yeah. acquiring U.S. land, slowly acquiring U.S. everything and turning it into China. And, and that, that's a goal with Taiwan, with Hong Kong, with everything they can do. Uh, in my opinion, I think that their goal is going to do exactly what they're been, they've been doing and just continue to slowly engulf things economically. But I think that you know the 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 dangerous thing there is that yeah they need us right mm-hmm. it's a symbiotic relationship until it isn't you know um, right until they, and we they, need we we need them more than they need us in theory right because they own so much really of our do. debt i mean they own we're so of indebted it, think, right? yeah they definitely own uh, yeah. at least half of it yeah. um and i would say and it could be wrong there but i'm pretty sure well it was half of it before the pandemic probably yeah uh, i think that's changed probably now but um yeah uh we're we're in debt to them quite a bit and they know it and that they're gonna i think all of that stuff's gonna happen all at once they're gonna come calling for that bill mm. all at once they're gonna be no payment plan we want that money or we go to war <laughs> right and what are we gonna do we we be economically kind of screwed if they were to cut us off entirely, would we not? I think that they could probably hoard and survive like they've always done. And again, they're not really worried about human rights violations. They'll let right. a ton of people die. They don't give right. a shit. If it right. means that they can maintain superiority and the CCP maintains, they will absolutely do so without the appearance of it. Mm-hmm. But everybody that lives in China knows, <laughs> like they all know. How, unless you are part of it and then you just also know, but you don't say anything about it. Do you know what the population is of China offhand? I don't. 
I know it's massive in, yeah. in just dwarf sours. Uh, yeah. A huge, huge number. Um, I should find out those. Hey, Siri, what's the population of China? One billion four hundred million and fifty thousand. Yeah, holy fuck! Wow, and a third of that is their army. Yeah, it's all dudes. <laughs> because of that again, one, long, one long, long that, yeah. plan. Like they are. Yeah. If you want to go conservative, fuck you, conservatives. That's conservative. The Chinese Communist Party. Now that's conservative. We are right. wasteful as shit as a country. There's no such mm-hmm. thing as conservatism here in the land of milk and honey. We're just blasphemous, indulgent pieces of garbage, <laughs> and they hate us for it. Like I love America. I love freedom. I'm an apple yeah. pie guy too, right? But I also have an anarchy sign tattooed on my uh, on my arm from when I was a kid. I really hated government from an early age. Yeah. I also see the benefits and the need for it, but I always think to myself. Just because it needs to be done doesn't mean I think government should do it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And sure. I've heard somebody else say that. I'm paraphrasing. Um, a libertarian, most likely. <laughs> uh, but yeah. I think that that's, yeah. I don't think that they always need. But in the scenario of defense, I mean, we need we need an army. We need to be able to take up arms against China if they were to come at us. I, I just, I don't think that... Um, yeah, I kind of went on a tangent again there, but whew. I don't think we're at all ready. Um, and I think that China has been waiting for a long fucking time for mm-hmm. this to culminate. And then what do you know? They came out of China and very well pop now likely that it came out of a facility. Now they're saying it's it's not even likely that it came naturally that it came from a facility at some point and maybe got transferred, but then, you know, like was sure. let into the bat population or then the wet market population and let it spread that way. Yeah. But if they purposely infected the entire world, to just take us down because of our health issues and because of how we take care of our citizens and so on and so forth. I think that this was all very, very thought, well thought out. Mm-hmm. And I think that, we are on a roller coaster shit and 2020 was just the beginning of it. Um, I, I really, really hope that the aliens thing is true actually at this point. <laughs> I'm hoping that cause they, I, we're, we're almost better off with them than we are with the Chinese communist party as a country. Well, yeah, well, we don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's an open question. I, I don't know what, 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 what? I, I, they've got, well, look what they've done to the, the, the Uyghurs there. <laughs> It's, 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 it's yeah. horrific. Do not give a flying fuck. And they'll go, well, look what you did to Japan. We don't want that for us. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. Pay me. <laughs> That's exactly. They're going to be fuck you. Pay me pretty soon. And we are going to be like, oh, we can't even pay ourselves. <laughs> womp womp. <laughs> yeah. But the aliens, we don't know. Uh, we don't know anything. I mean, I, That's I, true. I don't even true. know their uh, their position on farm subsidies. I mean, you know, we I'd, I'd need more information. Or dairy subsidies, for that matter. Yeah, well, that's the that thing. That shit's you know? racist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's right. 
I, I remember the time I got eaten alive on on the internet for saying that dairy was racist. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> it was awesome. I mean, part of it was trolling, but part of it is me thinking that dairy subsidies are actually kind of racist. That whole milk does your body good thing is complete garbage, and it was used to gain more and more propaganda and continue to push propaganda to get you drink more milk. And in reality, it wasn't good for black people, actually. It causes more issues with osteoporosis than it actually leaches calcium for the bones and causes problems with it for uh, anyone who's black and has that gene like that's that's shitty i read and again i could be wrong about some of the science in that i don't know a ton of it um but i have did actually read a couple of the actual studies yeah the jargon which is confusing as shit to most people i am also confused (laughs) i just try my best to get through it so i can really kind of gain as much as i can from it yeah that shit is it's fucked up like they they paid dairy companies like paid them Mm-hmm. to make a profit mm-hmm. like 100% dairy subsidies bananas Bananas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and who knows what the aliens are going to think of that right right I mean uh, we, we don't even know if, we, we don't know if the aliens I mean are they pro-union I mean what you know I don't they know. have a federation according to I am a shed I am a shed his name, but I keep on calling him. I am a shed because I don't, I, I, cause I'm really bad at pronouncing his name. Yeah. I feel bad because it makes me sound like a really uncultured piece of shit, but I am a well, shed, a sheep. You're more, shed, more cultured than me. I don't, I don't even know who this guy is. Who, who, he was who is... a former uh, Israeli space defense guy. And did you, you didn't see the, the NBC news thing? Oh my God. If you're, you're, can you pull up a window? I must not have. I don't, I don't dare because I don't want to use any more CPU than I'm using. I got you. I totally understand that. Because we, we so, froze up earlier. Fun coming back <laughs> to this. And I can only imagine listeners are just like, oh my God, again with the aliens. But this, this, I am a shed guy. Um, he claims that and he was the Israeli space defense, you know, guy for years and years. Um, and he's like 85, you know, well-rounded, very respected. Uh, maybe says, I, maybe I did see this. The aliens exist. Trump knows about it and that there's a galactic federation. Yes. I do uh, remember this now. I did see this yeah. going on, man. That is nuts. That is a huge truth bomb. If it's true. And if, if it's, it's true, if it's not like, it's a hell of a time to be pulling all that because of all the stuff that's happening lately with, with UFO sightings and like the, the, the Pentagon pretty much saying, yeah, UAPs exist. They just put it in the new COVID bill. Did you know that they snuck? No, I didn't know spending that. in the new, the, the most recent COVID bill. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There was a bit. It was, and it huh. was uh Republicans mainly that they Marco Rubio was one of the biggest proponents of this. They want to know why they're hanging out and why they're hanging out above nuclear sites. And the answer, oh. if you start digging in, like, it's weird. Uh, that Stephen Greer guy, um, uh, you know, he was on Rogan forever ago, like way back. Um, <clears throat> and he also made this documentary called Unknown on, on uh, Netflix about aliens and how the entire thing isn't the fact that aliens exist or not. They exist. And it's not that they're even trying to hide them from us because they're afraid of us being scared 
panicking. It's that they don't want people to know about the technology that they have. It's literally going to change and kill oil companies and all this. Zero point energy is is something I guess that is and this again allegedly. Mm-hmm. But all of the shit that the guy said four years ago is now matching up exactly in the time frames that the dude was saying. Exactly as time it goes. And then he just made this other one, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. And again, all the shit starts to check out. And that huh. that was fucking weird because I, 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 I'm very skeptical always. That's always. And it's been hard for me to be yeah. skeptical about aliens, right? Still don't know that there are aliens in there, but there's definitely yeah. unidentified aerial phenomena we don't know what the hell it is, and it defies physics as we know it. Well, according to this guy, they're using zero point energy, um, and that is literally they're using like fourth dimensional thought. The fourth dimension is essentially thought, and uh, <clears throat> that they're controlling it that way. So, anyway, it goes in depth, and they're saying that we're not ready to understand that we're going through a major yeah. transformational shift that we may not survive as a species right now um wow. and that coincides with the whole you know dawning of the age of aquarius thing that the hippies were saying back in the day that all of the uh you oh, know you the, froze the, up on me oh can you see me now can you hear me i'm recording yep, gotcha so, i think uh, yeah. it was good on my think, answer uh, <laughs> I, th- I think the deep state might have been interfering. Oh, yeah. They, they're listening about crystals. I was just talking about salt lamps <laughs> and crystals. Hope they got a fucking earful. Uh, <laughs> thanks to you, the NSA, we can never really know whether cats eat pancakes. Um, I genuinely think that the, the oh, yeah, that if there's, this is happening in that whole spiritual formation thing that is changing, you know, ask anybody who's into astrology and stuff they're telling you there's this major transformational shift that's happening with the human psyche so on and so forth the consciousness again i don't know all of it but again i I, you know interview a bunch of people from all walks of life and these conversations come up and i just find it fascinating that it's also coinciding with this uh with my calendar too you know Mm -hmm. they're measuring 2012 2012 was a rough estimate they were measuring stars we're measuring a gregorian bullshit calendar that we made up to fit our lives right (laughs) you know they had it better off and what if their 2012 is right around 2020 that coincides right around with this whole shift and paradigm of thought things are almost coming to the end of of what we think is the end of the world i mean i think it's just an end of life as we understand it maybe Mm -hmm. and then we're going to change beyond this i mean if you look at technology also it's also crescendoing in a way that resembles this right technology in 2008 i could buy a 16 gigabyte micro sd card for 162 dollars when i worked at radio shack that's how much they sold for now you can get a a 32 gigabyte for almost nothing Right, Um, right and that didn't necessarily happen as slowly as the last jump in memory space, so on and so forth. Because if you look mm-hmm. back in 1997, we're looking at 16 megabyte cards for your PlayStation that <laughs> were yeah. they were big. They're big old things, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we really have sped up recently, and it's like over a period of human existence. If you watch movie Waking Life, this guy kind of goes into that. Where if you look at the hominid uh, in early life 
um, you know, telescoping uh, as being farther apart. And then, you know, uh, human walking upright, social environments, uh, technical revolutions getting closer and closer and happening almost to the point where it's happening in front of us right now. Um, And to the point where it's going to happen instantaneous evolution. We're making the whole narrow, narrow length thing. I think all of this is culminating to a major point where we are going to transform as a species into something that is more than what we are now hmm. uh, or destroy ourselves in the process. One right. of the two. Yeah. And who knows, maybe aliens, maybe it's all going to happen right at the same time, like some crazy episode of fucking Gravity Falls. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just along for the ride. Apparently, so is my kid, which is also terrifying because it's like some more of the world shit happens, dude. That's fucking horrific and terrifying. And yeah, fuck Tom Cruise. But if he isn't believable in, in those movies that are the most unbelievable, that guy. I don't really like him as an actor, but I'll tell you when he's playing science fiction, it's so believable because he's so that shit crazy he believes that he's the character when he's right, playing right. it you're like yeah. dude that that dude he's 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 telling the truth right now well you got to figure i mean a guy who believes in scientology and well, that's uh, what i'm saying yeah Zenu and all that yeah yeah he's he's you know he'll he can uh probably pretty easy to shift gears there. Yeah, probably yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man you know i uh i always kind of wonder about that like with like celebrities celebrity status is changing too right it's not like it used to be. You've got fucking children just randomly becoming YouTube stars, mm-hmm. like making crazy, insane amounts of money that actors are never even going to come close to making. Yeah. They have done nothing to really get there, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nuts. It's so bananas how everything is changing. Uh, or see how many times I say the word bananas in an episode of abstract transmissions of a counter. Um, do you have a, a potassium deficiency? Maybe uh, I do actually surprisingly from, to, from oh, time yeah. to time. I, I actually do. Um, yeah. And I, I, I eat a lot of bananas for that reason. So your subconscious mind reminding you that you need That's to eat it. bananas. That's it. I actually yeah. don't eat enough bananas, but I should because <laughs> I get those leg cramps and you know what they say, you know, what moms always used to say, you gotta eat more potassium. Yeah, my mom it turns out, told me. Oh, really? If you got leg cramps, you never said, hey, it's potassium. You got to eat a banana. I eat enough bananas. No. no? no Holy no. shit. Yeah. I thought that was just something a mom said. People on, uh, on the internet are like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> That's fucking, ban- this guy's bananas. <laughs> maybe my, uh, my mother might not have been uh, doing her, her job. Maybe. Maybe she was supposed to tell me that and forgot. Ugh. I, I never said she was a good mom. I mean, you know, she might have she might have really fucked up there. I she might have dropped know. it too. You know, they, they never get to, they never tell us. Right. I think exactly. my mom probably dropped me a few times. Just didn't say anything. Oh fuck! Make my oh, best mom come back in the bassinet. Call and it a that day. caused <laughs> your, uh, that caused your leg cramps. And that's she, it. Uh, she felt bad and a little uh, ADHD sure attri- you... attributes there. You know. There you go. Smooth some of it out the brain. I mean. Yep. yep. <laughs> Ouch. I, um, you know, I, I, speaking of smooth brain people, <laughs> no, I, again, QAnon. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, unbelievable that, 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 that's, it's how, how do they, uh, how is it? I, yeah. I don't know. I'm speechless too. I have, I have nothing to say well, about it. Yeah. You know, I, I, uh, and by the way, I just saw a poll, um, some real uh, Jim, Jim Jones shit a few days ago. Well, yeah. And apparently um, 
According to a, a poll that I saw the other day, more than half, I think about 54% of Republicans polled are, if not necessarily full-on believers, are sympathetic to the cause of QAnon. But oh I've been... Fuck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's more a lot half. of goddamn people. Half the people that voted in the election, you're saying a, co- a, a quarter of the people that voted in the election, basically, yeah, are on board yeah. with that shit. Oh, Yeah. But I've been saying on my show, I say this a lot, that over... It's like 40 million Americans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's not... Huh. But to me, though, it, it's just a natural progression of what we've been seeing on the right. And I say it on the show all the time. And this, you know, this predates Trump. I mean, Trump is a symptom. Yeah, you're right. And maybe may, and may an accelerant at the same time. But, um, Rush you Limbaugh. know, we, we've been seeing this gradual melding of conservatism and conspiracy theorism. I mean, I, I I first became really cognizant of it when when Obama was running in 2008, and all of a sudden, all these seemingly who whom I perceive to be just you know run of the mill mainstream Republicans are are coming up with all these conspiracy theories about how he was born in Kenya or he's actually a CIA operative or it was racist. It was so fucking racist. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, totally. Totally. But all these conspiracy theories and then, you know, and then Trump came along and capitalized on all of it by, you know, birtherism had kind of died down and then Trump reignited it and made himself king of the birthers. And, you know, now it, it and, and Trump was our first conspiracy theorist president. You know, he believes Ted Cruz's dad helped kill JFK because he saw it in the National Enquirer. I mean, Trump is all in. What? Really? I didn't you know, know that. that. I didn't know yeah. that. I mean, there's a lot of things to keep track of with that crazy asshole, but yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. He thinks, uh, yeah, he, he that was back in the the 2016 campaign. He he said that uh, there was a picture uh, in the National Enquirer, uh, somebody with Lee Harvey Oswald who looked a lot like Raphael Cruz, and Trump concluded that uh, obviously uh, oh, yeah, as any he, rational he, person he retweeted would. the Onion <laughs> like a fucking tool bag. I'm like He'll- you. Yeah, dipshit! You absolute <laughs> dipshit! Like how he'll retweet the... anything? He'll retweet anything. I mean, and then every single time he does something unfucking fathomably more ridiculous than the last, they jump through mental gymnastic hoops to mm-hmm. justify it. It's a cult. Like, no, he didn't. Like I just watched you do hula hoop dances yeah. through burning flames of dumbass to make. Yeah that guy's reality be re- fucking yep. reality like no it's yep. not it's not double think and certainly not 1984 sure we don't want victory brand cigarettes but we also don't want double speak bullshit yeah We're all set with yeah. that george yeah. it's oh, a, it, wanna vomit it's a cult man it is it is a cult it and is they, a kool-aid drinking insanity they worship him they worship him i i, I mean it's, it's like Ben Sass, one of the few senators, uh, Republican senators with any spine. I don't know if you saw his statement that he put out, the video that he put out when the uh, Nebraska Republican <coughs> Party decided to censure him for daring to go against President Trump. Uh, Fucking ridiculous. For, uh, yeah. A bunch of states did that shit. Oh, Fucking yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. And, and he put out Sorry. a video saying, you know, uh, the Republican Party should be about uh, how did he you know, a bunch of flowery language about how it should be about, you know, ideology and, and ideas or whatever. But he, but the key line, he said, it should not be about the weird worship of one dude. 
his yeah. exact words. And I love that. And it's like, yeah, that's it. They, they worship him. They worship him. Like he's a Messiah. And Never seen anything like it. Dude, even in the fucking weird political cartoons that they have like of him or not even political cartoons, these weird like comics and stuff. They've got him like ripped. And it's like, no dude, he's an obese old man. He is not some superhero. Yeah. He's just an asshole. He's yeah. just a New York asshole. Who yeah, yeah. Got way too far on being an asshole, mm-hmm. which just says more about the United States than does anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Half of us are assholes. <laughs> cool. About 75 million of us, apparently. Yeah. And then there's all of us that didn't <laughs> vote either. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like I normally would try to avoid voting. I've always yeah. been political, but like I, I've never voted main candidate for a lot of reasons. And this is usually the reason why, but Jesus, yeah. when you're facing an apocalypse, yeah yeah same same but hey but, uh, who knows now it could be it doesn't even matter it might be going that way anyway well where the fuck are the aliens let's bring on right? the aliens please right. <laughs> bring on the i've never been so excited to have our planet taken over by creatures that might want to wipe us out <laughs> i feel like it's a gamble we should take i don't know oh, i mean well. you know i d- i do want to side with what Stephen Hawking said. I mean, he was, in, in fact, one of the smartest people that have ever graced mm-hmm. this planet. And he said, if there is interstellar life, we certainly shouldn't be trying to get their attention. Like, <laughs> think of how well that worked out for the indigenous tribes in the unit of, of, of the world. Yeah. It's never, ever worked out. I mean, and so to think that there's automatically this lead towards predation or whatever, we don't know, right? Um, Getting back to the aliens thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, we don't know anything about anything, really, when it comes to cosmic anything. We are fucking dumb as shit when it comes to knowing about our planet, about Mm -hmm. the universe, spirituality, religion we really just don't know our head is underwater when it comes to a lot of shit yeah and because we've got wrapped up in the here and now um or you know what we're gonna just the next moment you know Mm -hmm. to get through yeah i don't know i think the alien thing is kind of a it's weird because you talk you get to watch these documentaries was talking about stephen greer um he's talking about how there has been a 70 year long media campaign propaganda campaign to get the United States to be for people abroad to, to be afraid of aliens and that they might take over the planet Hmm. in efforts to turn them into the next terrorist because Hmm. we don't need oil anymore, but we do need their stuff. We want their stuff. Hmm. So it's just like, I mean, it's, crazy that we are thinking that we could go up against these people and take their shit. I mean, these aliens, these creatures, or if they exist, like this is purely hypothetical. I mean, this is getting nuts, right? But to think that this could actually be a reality and that we think that we could just go. Yeah. We're just like, yeah, we want your things now. Right. This is ours. Now we're bringing freedom to you (laughs) in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes. Your Lord and Savior. Bow. <laughs> They're like, no, no. And you're vapor now. So bye-bye. Like, yeah. 
we, we really got to tread carefully on that if this is even a thing. And we just, we want their stuff. Like that was the rumor within this whole documentary is that like, we're going to go to war with them basically mm. just like we did over oil. Right. Uh, but now it's, it's a new, it's a new landscape. It's a new world. And why we had to create a space force. And that simultaneously matched up with that guy's timeline. The, I am a shed guy. No kidding. Really? Oddly enough. Yeah. See my theory about the space force. I think, I think the only, and I, I say this half kidding, but I say it half serious. I think the reason that, that we have the, the space force now is because Trump was just dying to get in front of a microphone and announce to the aliens. world. No, not aliens space force. I think yeah. he wanted to say the words. Did you ever see him look so excited? I mean, I, think about it. You I could agree. See it in his face, how he was so happy to be able I, to say, I actually said that same force. thing. I said yeah. the same thing, yeah. um, but a little bit of a different twist. Yeah. That he wanted to, he found it, got in there, found out about aliens right away. Yeah. Was like, I'm going to, I want to tell everybody. You're like, <laughs> no, no, you can't do that. They're like, well, I, I'm going to do, I'm the president and do whatever I want. They're like, no, you really can't. You can have this though. Here's a breadcrumb. You can space for it. Yeah. Yeah. That could be. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, may, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. It could be, but uh, very well, he was excited about it and it was totally yeah. all about him. They oh, were better way to appease this narcissist than to make something entirely about him. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? They're just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look over here. You dumb monkey. <laughs> He's like, ah, ah. he runs off. <laughs> Shiny thing. Like, like yeah, that was a close one. Yeah. <laughs> Next time we gotta have the tranquilizer ready. Good God, yeah. man, what were you thinking? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a special Trump tranquilizer. Uh, part of that cocktail is Ben and Jerry's and sadness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the golden spoon. That poor fucker. I, I actually, I, I, w- I, I can't ever imagine wanting to be him, one, or actually yeah. having to be him, two. I would never have wanted. I would never want to do any of the things that he's ever done. I would not want any of that to end up being where he is ever in a million years. Mm-hmm. None of it's a trade-off for me. Yeah. At least I'm somewhat in touch with who I am as a person, especially now. Even shit that went through in my life, I made a lot of dumb decisions, lied to myself, other people's, even, you know, just awful things that people need to recognize, you know, accept who you are as a person, mistakes you've made, own it, and move on. Right. Like, have you ever seen those, like, dose Trump, like, memes like there's this thing going on like like dose trump like the acid like he needs to try acid to become self-aware and really get his shit together like if he just oh, acid, that straightened yeah. him the fuck out for sure um, yeah it's just like pictures of him with like shaved head and like a goatee <laughs> after <laughs> acid you know what i mean like he just comes yeah. to his senses uh man i've always assumed and i haven't read i i think mary trump has said this in some interviews i haven't i haven't read her book um but uh i've i've always just kind of assumed that he has narcissistic personality disorder and he's probably clinically a sociopath oh yeah um, definitely i mean it, there's been multiple yeah, of course, these psychiatrists and psychologists are kind of automatically disregarded because they should never 
um, publicly, you know, um, diagnose somebody. Right. Right. But they felt like it's necessary to be like, no, this is dangerous. This guy is dangerous. The whole world is at stake. All of human civilization and the continuity of (laughs) thereof, whatever that (laughs) all of it is hinged on that guy. Yeah. <laughs> We're fucking like Joe Rogan says, hurtling. I, I just heard this the other day, actually. Somebody showed me this uh because they thought I'd get a, a kick out of it. I actually yeah. am not as familiar with Joe Rogan as um as some people may think, uh, because of the format of the podcast. I uh actually am pretty new to him <clears throat> right around the time I started the podcast. Um and people suggested I start really listening. And, yeah. and so, um, but recently I was just shown this thing where, um, oh man, what were we talking about? I just went on a tangent again. This happens all the time. Uh, we start, we're talking about dose Trump, right? Oh, um, yeah. hallucinogens. No, you were talking, where do we go from dose Trump? Uh, uh, Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. I, you know, I, I was talking about, um, oh man. Yeah. I don't think it's going to come back. Unfortunately. Um, it happens, you know, (laughs) it's it really, and it's not, unfortunately I'd like to blame cannabis, but it's definitely ADHD and it'll come back later. Like shortly after I'll be like, God damn it. My brain just shifts gears sometimes. I mean, you know, know, familiar, (laughs) you know, uh, yeah, uh, ADHD is a it's a motherfucker. Um, do you find, by the way, do you are there benefits to it? Do you find? And the reason I ask is, I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with Doctor Kevin, um, or, or or Doctor Kevin Ross Emery, but he he really just goes by Doctor Kevin. But he's written a few books on ADD and ADHD. One of them is called Managing the Gift, and I've I've. I, I appear on his show once a month and we discuss politics, but I've also interviewed him about his books and huh. he talks a lot about some of the good things about ADD and ADHD and, and how, and, and some of the ways that it can actually help you to be successful and, and uh, be more productive. And I, so I, I'm just curious if you find. I, uh, I definitely somewhere. superpowers. Yeah. I've heard the, the, the ADHD superpower thing. And you just froze up on oh. me. There we go. We're you unfroze. Yeah. You, yeah. You, yeah. You were uh, a little bit frozen there too. So um, ADHD superpowers being like my ability to create, I can never be in a position where I can't think of something creative. I, it's always never, it's never been a challenge for me. I can always create, like when I, when I figured out how to make music, I could always just come up with something on the spot of wherever, like writing down ideas, um, mm-hmm. art. Uh, it's never really been a, a challenge for me to just come up with things abstractly. Um, but getting them done and following through is always the challenge to that. Um, yeah. A lot of great ideas, but following through those ideas. Yeah. Um, I, Do you hyper focus at times though? Like, yeah. uh, like instead of getting distracted, yes. you go completely the other way sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, when I start to work on like podcast episode or whatever, 
I have to, like, I almost procrastinate about it because I know that time is now going to be devoted until it's done. There's no stopping mm-hmm. that process. I become yeah. obsessive and I have to finish it. And I, I have to, you know, really force myself to break away if I'm, and then mm. it's hard to get right back to it. So yeah. I try to do things while they're fresh in my head. Um, and I really, getting down to a schedule is so important. Lists are so important. Um, I actually utilize uh, Jessica McCabe's videos, How Do ADHD Is Her Channel. Um, oh. Amazing channel. Um, same thing. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm very interested whenever somebody has a perspective on ADHD. Um, but her, uh, her channel is incredibly helpful when it comes to life hacks and ideas and things that you can do to help work without workarounds. I mean, it has been a lifesaver during the time that I was on medication and, you know, I still struggle with the being on medication for, um, uh, for ADHD, uh, cause I don't like the psychostimulant medications. I, I really am not too much a fan of any like feeling altered different than who I am now. Yeah. Yeah. But I can't function as a parent uh, with ADHD without having some sort of medication there where I can make lists, stay on task, mm-hmm. get uh, my son into a regular consistent schedule because he suffers from dysregulation that I'm not providing. And that's just not an option. So yeah, um, uh, I won't, you know... I let myself suffer through over the years from not being proactive about taking care of those things with ADHD. <clears throat> but now it's not really, it's not about me. So yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's tough, but I, I do find that I have very many specific superpowers that stand out um, when it comes to uh, a lot of different things. Like I, I had the ability to, um, as long as I use timers and all that stuff, I was good at cooking um, in like a, a multi-station kitchen or um, fry fry cook or you know salad end of a, a ninety nine. They called it cold end, uh, and it was you know, fried chicken and all this stuff. But it was you get crazy on a Saturday night. You two yeah. people to run it. When I was in the zone, I was really good at that. Doing huh. you know. Um, using timers and all that stuff. But if I stopped using timers, if I lost track of pattern, if I fall off rhythm, anything, everything goes real haywire real fast. So I, uh, you know, I don't know. I thought even with like writing down things, I find that I'll try to find a workaround, a quicker way around instead of just doing it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to force myself to go the opposite way from that because it always turns out bad, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. I was thinking, oh, I could just do this or hold, write down the stupid things like holding multiple things in your hand because you don't want to make an extra trip, mm-hmm. uh, stuff like that, uh, which never turn out well. So I have to be conscious a lot of what I'm doing um, yeah. for it to be effective. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think that that's uh, it's definitely a reality for people with ADHD and they really need to value what they have as a gift. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As much as it can be a struggle, it is also an opportunity that other people do not have. I met right. 
a ton of really great musicians, good guitarists. I'm, I, mm -hmm. I played with um, an amazing guitarist, great guy, amazing guitarist. Would never, he's the best guitarist I've probably ever met. When it comes to some creativity, though, his stuff sounds a lot like most rock that exists. Yeah. As a, you know, uh, because he, he learned from pre-existing lessons mm -hmm. that uh, everybody uses as the generic rule book for and you know i'm not a very good guitarist because i didn't take lessons but i do have very creative ideas and riffs and and the ability to hold strings in kind of weird augmented ways so oh. um you know there's an advantage to each um learning style and, mm -hmm. and but i think there's really a lot to be said for people with adhd um and i I'm really trying to learn a better way to communicate it uh, because my son roll, rolls his eyes at me anytime I get into an in-depth anything. Uh, yeah, really. I really want to be able to convey this to my kid because he's already struggling a lot and I see and it hurts. It hurts to watch him go through these things that I just, I remembered like hating myself and thinking that there's something wrong with me, you know? Yeah. Everybody else could manage things, but I I couldn't even, uh, you know, force myself to get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of something because I felt like I had to finish it. And I okay. hold it to the last point, pissed myself in class one time when I was like six. Awful experience, right? Wow. I was crushed by it socially at the time. You're yeah. six. It went real quick the other way. and Yeah. You know, I started making fun of myself as, a, as an alternative, be the funny guy in classroom. Oh, okay. So oh, so that's forth. a good. That's a good coping oh, yeah. mechanism to oh, develop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've always kind of had a little ways around stuff like that, but you know, yeah. yeah, little things like that with ADHD that people don't realize kids struggle with, um, mm -hmm. that are just it's literal. It's hell for them because they don't know that they're doing it until they're doing it. And they don't have those tools, um, you know. And when they get frustrated or they have emotional dysregulation, it's not because they're being a bratty asshole. Um, sometimes they are, but I mean, that's normal for all kids. It's normal for all people. Uh, but a lot of it for kids is that they're struggling with something real and we're trying to force thousands of years of human evolution into cubicles and factory jobs and mm -hmm. Who would have thought that doesn't exactly work the way we thought it out, thought it would, you know, um, people you, like him. Oh, you, sorry. You see some of those same things in him. Oh, in, absolutely. With the, yes. the ADHD. Okay. He's definitely got, I mean, he has a diagnosis for recently as of, okay. but Is I struggle that? with putting him on medication. I struggle with it all the time. I don't want yeah. to because I feel like I, I hated it when right. I was younger. I hated it. I was on it from like six to, now off and on my whole entire life and uh <clears throat> i've never never liked it really yeah it makes you like turn in like this drone like this zombie and you're just kind of like zoned in and you can't like you gotta like you could do things in a very particular list and everything yeah. goes very smoothly and everything's like all the scatter just in the yeah. place and you can see everything and and you're thinking normally and but is that normally, or am I supposed to think differently? Am I, is it evolutionary? Am I, was I meant to be a hunter gatherer in an environment that, you know, yeah, yeah. that was supposed to go out and, and uh, have this really 
perceptive sense of things and the reason for our brains being so scattered, uh, I think has to do with evolution more than it does a new understanding of psychology or psychiatry. I think that we're trying to mold us into something that we're not as a species. Um, not yet at least. But if you're on the medication and it's turning you into like kind of a, like a drone like person, as you said, is that a matter of, does that become a matter of dosage? Like, do you, do you just need, need Definitely. less? I, I absolutely am more optimistic about putting them on medication now that I go to a psychiatrist for it. Yeah. Versus a primary care physician. Um, and for any of those out there, there is a big difference in how they manage your medication. Primary care is likely oh, yeah. to just put you on um, psychostimulant and then like Ativan if you have anxiety from it. Okay. Not, not a good combo. I mean, that happened to me through two different doctors. One put me on clonazepam, really? one put me on Ativan. Neither one of those are a good scenario. Um, this doctor put me on um, a mood stabilizer instead. Um, I was hesitant to go on these things, but I was also like, look, I'm going to put my brain in your hands. Try not to fuck it up when you give it back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, just yeah. want it to come back the way you gave it, hopefully fix a little bit. Right, know? right. Yeah. Uh, so I, you know, I'm very much all about learning to adapt, becoming better at what I'm you know, doing as a parent. Um, but at the same time, navigating, you know, the responsibility of staying on task with lists, mm -hmm. making sure I take my medication at the right times, reminding myself every week to separate, organize medications, um, you know, stuff like that. It's, yeah. uh, it's, it's challenging trying to manage both my ADHD and his as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, especially without lists and order, you know? So does this tend to be hereditary as uh, far as you know? I, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. My biological father had it and he struggled with like, usually the big indicators of people have ADHD is heavy issues with, um, uh, addiction substances, uh, tend to oh. scatter and be very kind of bipolar in nature. Um, uh, I think he cut out there a little bit. He's, he's you back. Hey. Go. Um, so yeah, I was just saying we're back. That, uh, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Froze again. Oh, it's freezing. Hey, can you hear me yeah, now? I, I got you. Yeah, we froze. Oh, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I can hear you. It might be because I'm really <laughs> up on the gain on this, too. I hope I'm not too far on the, the micro microphone gain. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I was just saying the um, – oh, oh. oh, what was – what were we talking about? Totally forgot. Damn it. I, I do this all the time. Um, hereditary. Hereditary, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, my biological father, um, was very much, he struggled with, uh, you know, some things here and there. Um, I don't really know him that well. I stopped seeing him when I was like 11 years old. Um, and no ill against him. I guess he's really turned his life around in a lot of ways, but he struggled a lot with like lying and all kinds of stuff that are, there's a lot of, you know, things that were not discovered that probably developed into really 
unmanageable things as he got older. Um, luckily for me, like I was on medication at an earlier age, I was able to manage certain things a little bit better. I've never really had the drawn tendency to be addicted to anything specifically of, you know, any drugs I've ever done in the past. It's always been recreationally and for a short amount of time when I was really younger, you know, drinking so on and so forth. Um, I definitely, you know, had times where I, uh, I, I drank in the past when I was, you know, younger and stuff, but, um, I've always kind of loathed, um, most drugs. Yeah. Um, because of the control factor, which is my own issue, right? I'm addicted to control. I need to have control of myself. I can't stand the idea of, you know, and like cannabis, I've never, even when like it used to actually get me high, <laughs> um, now I just use it to maintain pain management. Uh, but, uh, it was, it, it was always a control thing. Like I couldn't control myself on, uh, other medications or drugs or cocaine or anything like that. Like all of those things are never good, uh, at all. <laughs> like recreational drugs, I think are a real big mistake a lot of times for people. Um, and I think that the only thing that I welcome and I think is a good, decision is LSD and psilocybin. I think, well, maybe DMT. I don't know enough about it. I think that those medi <clears throat> those are tools to our understanding of something greater than I think than what we know. I don't think it's just like brain death. I think there's something yeah. else to it, yeah. but um, you know, I've never really been, uh, you know, in that group where I was drawn to like, I'm on, you know, pain medications. Uh, I've been on controlled substances most of my life and never had the tendency to want to like go out of my way to get fucked up on them. I, it's never been something that I, if anything, the hard thing for me is like I, and this is why I'm on tramadol versus like the oxycodone primarily is the tramadol helps with the actual pain without getting like weird feelings. I don't like the feeling of like feeling Ugh, I don't, I don't know. It's like that numb face feeling with the itchy. Yeah. I don't like it. I never yeah. liked it. Um, but I, with the ankle issues, I've been on and off that medication for so 16. Um, oh, no kidding. And wow. uh, yeah, I mean, I've always, you know, opted to not be on it. So for like years I was just ibuprofening it, but then it was real bad. I was taking like, like 23, 2400 milligrams ibuprofen a day, you know, doctor was not okay with it so <laughs> yeah that'll I, um, uh, th that can damage your liver correct yeah and your stomach all kinds of and things um <clears throat> so i stopped taking that started taking tramadol um and that you know has been a really good alternative that and cannabis um yeah. cannabis for like the instant pain like i have these major pop events like there's been a couple of times on on the episodes where it's happened you could hear it come through the microphone it sounds really? kind of gross yeah wow. uh and i'm just kind of doubled over in pain uh it hurts a lot oh. it's like an eight on the pain scale feels like somebody's you know and like in misery when uh james khan gets his oh. ankles smashed and gets hobbled there yeah it's the closest thing i could get it to like yeah, it's real bad and it sucks and it's it's short it's gone after like a minute minute and a half but for a minute and a half it's excruciating and there's nothing in the world that could get in my bloodstream even 
fast enough for that to work. Uh, you know, uh, other than dabs concentrate is probably the only thing that I've found that has even come close to that, like really strong marijuana concentrate, big old rip of that. And, you know, I cough my brains out, but it, it takes the focus away and does take some of the pain away. Uh, the CBD properties too, if I can mix in isolate the the CBD isolate too, it's just hard to breathe that stuff in. Uh, it's, CBD is pretty rough um, <laughs> when you're breathing it in through vapor or whatever. Because I'm trying not to smoke either. My doctors don't want me to smoke. I don't want to smoke. Um, Here we go. So cannabis it is uh, primarily. Um, and I mean, oh, I, I have, you know, so many what times. Where if I oh, if you minimize the screen, that might help. Um, I do yeah. find that like I'll I'll uh, I'll I'll try to um, take breaks from the tramadol and stuff, uh, and that's not always comfortable. But for like a couple of days to try to recalibrate the any type of um, tolerance or whatever, because um, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, doctor's not a fan of it either. But I'm like, look, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna slowly become more and more reliant on the medication. It's not an option. Right. Um, so. Uh, but aside from that, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, it'd be nice when, uh, therapeutic cannabis is covered by, um, health insurance. <laughs> That'd be great. Right. Yeah. It, it's never uh, going to happen. Never going to happen. You don't think so? Really? <laughs> no, I don't know. I, I think it's a big step. Maybe I shouldn't say never. I never thought my dad always said, you're never going to see legal cannabis in your lifetime and <laughs> he was wrong he also said that i'd never see small little po- pocket watches in my lifetime either like a pocket like computers like oh yeah yeah computers yeah and all that yeah. stuff that's that's future stuff that's not gonna happen like i should have bet him money <laughs> i think we'll see uh full legalization of cannabis in the next five years you know federally i think that's yeah. my my prediction yeah i, I, think, I think that it's a, is it's inevitable a, it's it's got to happen, and I think that's yeah. a Democrat push too. That that's an agenda of theirs is to eliminate that, and hopefully private prisons and all that, or unless they're yeah. just talking out their ass. So Biden, I I think, but didn't Biden sign an executive order about uh, private prisons? Uh, oh, not, shit. Re- not not renewing contracts with private prisons. I think that's amazingly awesome. I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I'm surprised that he. Oh, you know what? I think maybe I did know that, and I just glossed over it somehow. I th- I think I heard something about him not. You know, I didn't hear that he signed an executive order about. It. That's amazing. That's really awesome. Um, yeah, that's that's so huge. Prison industrial complex needs to go away. Mm-hmm. Cannabis. These people spending time for drugs. I don't think that. I mean, yeah, drugs and guns and. But look at all of that stuff that happens is a product of drugs being illegal. You know, just mm-hmm. let all yeah. drugs be legal and go down to your local druggist and get your, your heroin or your cocaine for the ghosts in your blood. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do it, that's your choice. It's your body. Yep. Agreed. Just like alcohol, just like anything else. Like, yep. And I think people need to take a little bit more self-responsibility where it's the dawning of the age of Aquarius, just like that terrible 70s song. So get this on board, folks. Dawning. That's yeah. from, uh, is that from Jesus Christ Superstar? 
Yeah, I think so. This is I the dawning know. of the age it could be. of Aquarius. It, it, that sounds about right, actually. It, I don't know if it is or not, but it's a terrible song to me. Uh, yes. Yes. I is. think it actually could be used very effectively in like a, a really like scary movie. Yeah, maybe like a space sci-fi thriller, maybe even. Oh, hair. Um, that's what you're trying to tell me. I'm sorry, Jenny was uh, correcting me. It's from the movie Hair. Oh. Which oh. actually does make more sense now that I'm thinking about it, because Jesus Christ Superstar is about Jesus, and Christians think that uh, anything related to astrology is demonic. So Yeah, that would make yeah. sense. I mean, yeah. but it was a musical, right? Yeah, yeah, so there's that. I mean, I, they could have taken their own spin on it, you know? Yeah, that's true. He could have been wearing a Technicolor dream coat or something. <laughs> right. Ba, 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 ba. No, I don't know. Like, I, I just think all of those, uh, um, those songs uh, from the hippie uh, age are, uh, are, are, are super common in like uh horror movies and stuff now like people are using these like super like older but very calm sounding songs and like horror movies and you know for the cinematography and and it's good i'm not saying it's it's terrible i just see that as like a trend that's happened in movies now i'm going on a rant about movies apparently (laughs) but yeah cannabis Needs to needs to happen. I mean, yeah. they, they they really gotta just. I mean, New Hampshire really. We're the island of prohibition, and uh, you know, slowly growing. You know, uh, lake of. <laughs> yeah, I mean, recreational every, use. Everybody around us, we're surrounded by states and Canada, who've all gone full legal, and we're still uh, stuck at decrim. But I mean, but it is inevitable, and I don't, I don't know why Chris Sununu, uh, the one Republican I voted for, uh, yeah, uh, in the last right? election, uh, I, I don't know why he won't budge on it. But, um, but it is inevitable. I, I actually, I, I really, I, I don't know if he's going to allow anything like that to happen. I think he's going to continue to to drag on it as long as he's in there. Yeah, you know. But there really is no political risk. You know, if you look at polling data, I agree. I mean, you know, Democrats, of course, support it and libertarians have always supported uh, legalization. But even most Republicans now support legalizing cannabis. So there's no political risk. Even a lot of conservatives have finally said, yeah, you know, maybe putting people in prison for possession and use of a plant isn't such a great idea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, some of them have all tried it now, like generations before that was exotic and taboo and uh, only for jazz musicians, (laughs) fucking racist assholes. Um, The whole thing, you know, we're just talking about this, about um, about how cannabis was, you know, a big smear campaign, Mm -hmm. like uh, hinged on racism. Oh yeah, that's why they yeah, that's why they started using the term marijuana. Yep, because, instead of uh, cannabis. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, make it sound exotic. Uh funny thing, uh, apparently uh, you know, xenophobia is a great uh, marketing tool. Mhm. So, you know. Here. So so those Mexicans with their cannabis or their marijuana, I should yep. say. 
and them and those um, those expletive deleted uh, jazz musicians <laughs> chasing our white women. Yeah. Yep, yep. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. It's just it's 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 fucking bullshit. And people people are gonna wake up eventually. I mean, really really dragging our feet on the uh on the the social equality thing or like rights as a human being thing in general um maybe not so much as china right right yeah well i think we uh i think we had a four-year setback on a lot of that holy crap we did yeah Mm -hmm. i mean Look, there are some things that Obama did that were just kind of abhorrent, um, like the mm-hmm. drinking the water thing in Flint, Michigan. Like, you know, it's just some stuff that's just like, really, dude? Yeah. Really? Uh, I, I was talking about that today on my net? show. Oh, my God. Stuxnet. You didn't get me started on that. Releasing that f- friggin' AI virus there. Did you hear about that? That I don't know about. Oh man, that's crazy. You got this AI virus that knew how to self-replicate. And once it was out of Pandora's box, there was no putting it back in and infiltrated. Uh, It was designed to destroy um, uranium enrichment um, centrifugal. uh, I don't know what they're called. Centrifuges. That's what they are. Centrifuges. Um, And they would cause them to speed up and catastrophically explode and damage them to stop them from doing their hidden and supposedly not happening <laughs> nuclear arms uh, thing. So they did this to Iran and the Isra- Israelis actually reinforced it with money oh. um, and they released this on okay. them, but it, it got out worldwide and affected all kinds of different infrastructures that are, old especially mm. in the united states fucking backfired and uh okay i do lack of foresight lack sort of, of remember yeah stuff like that you know yeah yeah well i was no fan of uh you know the the deportations i mean that's why you know it, it came up on my show today actually because biden is is gonna try to god bless him he's gonna take a swing at at uh you know comprehensive immigration reform and um good luck you know, with that jesus yeah I know. <laughs> that's a split you know split everything right i mean they can rail it through they get one of those uh three of those uh concession budget reconciliation bills that they can run a in a year mm. so they can ran home three big bills a year yeah and force everybody to vote on it yeah you know, I mean, that's that they're going to ram home a lot of stuff here on these next couple of um, bills. And I'm not against the idea of them rebalancing some things out. The pendulum, yep. the bipartisan pendulum must swing. But I, I do worry about them taking too much power and mm-hmm. getting dangerous. Oh, know. sure. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Especially the guns thing. I, uh, I think that mm-hmm. I, I think a likely scenario to happen, actually, is going to be two years of Biden. Then he's going to step down or something's going to happen with his mental cognizance or whatever. Kamala Harris is going to take over for two years and then she's going to run again for four years and four more years after that. I can see that. 12 years of Democrat policy and two years of us being able to test her out as a president, her being Mm -hmm. able to schmooze up to people and then win two more re-elections after that. That Mm -hmm. forces... Let's see. 
Biden, yeah, that's that's a steady, uh, <laughs> that's a steady, uh, consistent amount of um, Democrat policies that are just going to get pushed through for a long period of time. Well, maybe. I mean, maybe. obviously, it, I mean, it depends on what happens in Congress too. Well, look what's going on with the Republican Party. I mean, they're just just falling apart. Uh, I I think that they, uh, I don't know. You're right. Who knows? Bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy time to be alive. Like it's nuts. It like is. the uh, I, I really think that they are. It, it, I mean, I've been saying this all along, and 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 watch if they don't do it, the Kamala Harris thing, and that's going to be almost predictable mm-hmm. in a way that you know he he's he's old, so it makes sense if he step stepped down. Yes. And resigned, and she took over. Um, and then, you know, then they've got a lot of time to do because she can technically run twice again. And right. I think she would. I think she would take advantage of that. Um, and it would be this upheaval, constitutional, is it allowed, is it not thing? Uh, but I think it's going to happen. Um, and I think it's exactly going to, it's going to happen just like that. Uh, and I, be surprised if if it, if there are any primaried, you know, Democrats that go up against her mm-hmm. uh, or anything like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I think it's likely. I think that she win if she becomes president in the next within the next four years because of a, re, a you know resigning Biden. Uh, I think that it, she's pretty golden for another you know, two terms after that. Yeah. She would very easily win two terms past that. Um, mm-hmm. The way things are going, per, you know, with uh, progressives and stuff. And who's to say things couldn't get better? But I mean, she she is a former cop, right? <laughs> Not exactly, but she's a prosecutor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bust a lot of people for cannabis. Maybe she right. make, make that right. You know, hope so. I mean, if you if you take her at her word, she seems to have evolved on uh, on those issues. So. We'll see. We'll see. But I mean, yeah, you know, in, in the scenario that you've presented, uh, you know, she'd potentially have a lot of wind at her back, assuming that. And I've been a little bit surprised at how I wouldn't even call it cautious optimism. Economists generally are pretty optimistic about once we get past COVID, how quickly the economy is going to rebound and how robustly it's going to rebound. I'm, I'm a little bit surprised, to be honest with you. I think they're overly optimistic. I think that the uh, the the AI apocalypse is here, and all that COVID did was speed that up. And then when we go back, those jobs aren't going to be there. Um, a lot of McDonald's jobs are they're going as fast they can to rapidly mm-hmm. replace that before the end of the pandemic, so they can still justify it. Yeah, uh, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if you if you saw that being. And then the robot. I mean, the, the trucks. That's just once drivers go AI. That's 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 gonna be a huge blow to the workforce. Yeah, but it is. That's that's out two years at least. Uh, maybe not. I mean, there was back when Andrew Yang was just starting to run. For president, there was a robot butter truck that went from Pennsylvania to California without stopping. I didn't know that, really. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. No kidding. And he had this joke about how there was a giant like stack of pancakes there. <laughs> what could they be bringing all that butter for? You know. Right. Right. Guy was funny. That guy yeah. had that guy 
that guy should be president. That guy seriously should have been, he should have ran third party. Mm. I really think that him and that William McRaven guy or whatever running as a, as a ticket could, could have, uh, just trounced both parties this was people were so upset with who they had to vote for this election and last election mm-hmm. like both parties really got to get it together and they push against these people that come into the party and that try to change things oh yeah um you know whether it be bernie or yang i i don't really agree with a lot of uh a lot of things from um from bernie but then there's a lot of things i do like about him i yeah. voted for him did you in the primary? Yeah. yeah. Not recent primary. I voted for Yang, but uh, the oh, prim- right, right. primary before that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. was definitely on board with him taking out Hillary Clinton. Now, and- Andrew Yang is running for something, though, right? New York mayor. Yeah. New York mayor. That's uh-huh. right. Um, I, I even donated uh, a little bit of money to him because <laughs> I, I, I'm not in New York, but I, 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 the cause is to prove his idea works in what better place to prove UBI than New York. He's playing political chess and it's a smart move. Yeah. Um, you know, I hadn't thought of it that way, but you're right. He, uh, he had the option to be on the, on the, <clears throat> on the, um, what's it called? The secretary of technology or whatever. Uh, they haven't created that yet. Um, yeah, I, it sounds like that's going to be something that they're going to create in the White House. Uh, but like he said, he didn't really want to be president. He just wanted to get. He's like, either I'm going to be president, the people up there are going to sound a lot like me. What do you know? We've we've had stimulus, and the goal is to get mm-hmm. consistent stimulus back in the economy, and it really would help things like this. Things right. you know, right. go on and on about UBI uh, have about a million times. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I, uh, yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised to see it go very different than Kamala being president for the next like 12 years after <laughs> like 2022 rolls around Biden steps down. Yeah. Depending on how the Senate goes, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I, I don't know. I mean, I try to be optimistic about uh, politics as a whole. Um, mm-hmm. But the fact that so many of them believe in or follow conspiracy theories just to get votes. Like that's, I don't know which is worse, whether they believe it or that they're just, you know, sandbagging people. Oh, no. The ones who, I mean, you know, the, the well, I mean, Marjorie Taylor Greene certainly believes it, but... Well, that's what I'm saying. How many of them are yeah. batshit crazy and how many of them are... I mean, that woman is batshit crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking crazy. But all all these, you know, senators and congressmen who still, you know, they, they try to at least pretend that they believe that the election was stolen from Trump and whatnot. I mean, they don't really believe any of that. I'm convinced of that. They're just... How could they? But they don't want to... No know, evidence. Yeah. <laughs> But, but, you know, but the base still, you know, 85% of Republicans, according to the last poll I saw, still believe that the election was stolen. Um, so, you know, nobody, nobody wants to get hassled at the airport like Lindsey Graham did the, the night that he said uh, he didn't believe the voter fraud was real. So they're going to go along to get along. 
Yeah, because then he swips, he flops right back. Like, yep. nobody is held to their word at all anymore. It's right. Like, says one thing and then he says another, and it's just like, like yesterday didn't even happen. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. What is going? This is. Yep. Is this real life? Like David after tennis thing. Like, is this real life? This is weird. This is. It's so odd that. Yeah. People it, can it, just get away with whatever, say whatever. It's so um, pathetic. It is. It's horrible. It's it's absolutely terrible. Yeah. Um. But you know, these people continue to. It's down ticket balloting is the problem. Mm-hmm. People just downvote either way, and that's not to say that it doesn't benefit Democrats. But any old person can run and get mm-hmm. elected if Democrats win. You right. know, right. so it's, right. I, uh, I don't know. I think that as time goes on, we're going to see some serious breakdown of, uh, of these parties. Um, and even the Democrats are going to have to deal with the reckoning because mm-hmm. they really kind of push through candidates. Uh, mm-hmm. they've done it two elections now. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of angry people about it. They're really in the streets rioting still about that, you know? Yeah. I mean, both parties Biden still. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Both parties have their fissures, you know, I mean, the Republicans, obviously you've got the, you know, the people like Ben Sass who, you know, and Mitch McConnell who, who would like to get away from the, uh, the, the Marjorie Taylor green and, and the QAnon and the Trump. But then, you know, on the left, you've got, you know, the, the, you know, the sort of the AOC and the Bernie people who would like to to pull the party leftward and and mm-hmm. Biden who would like to hold the middle. And I think, it, you know, intellectually, I think it's very healthy to have these divisions in the party. I, I in the parties, I'd rather, you know, I, I think in, in one sense, it's it's good to see robust debate within a party instead of it being a monolith. But politically, of course, it's disastrous for the parties. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, uh, you know, you, you accomplish more when you're all moving in the same direction. I really think there should be more than two parties, um, as oh, yeah. far as like, you know, and I think the libertarians, if they really got it together and they just ditch some of the Republicans, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, guys out there. I, I know there's, uh, libertarians are listening to this and I'm sorry if I'm alienating you, uh, in any way, but I, I'm, I also don't give a shit and I'm yeah. going to tell you exactly what I think. Cause that's what I do here. Um, I think that they're wrapped up in too many things. Like nobody cares on whether you think abortion is, is the right to choose or whether you're pro-life or pro-choice. Nobody cares about that. The argument is government shouldn't be involved. Right. Agreed. You know, and then the argument goes for healthcare too. Yeah. And then a lot of people disagree with that, but government shouldn't be involved. And if they just go down the middle, government shouldn't be involved at all across everything until it gets to maybe defense. But then even then we should be, you know, not interventionalist. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we need to just kind of keep to ourselves and keep safe. Uh, but maybe, you know, have some foreign policy, you know, that it, whether I agree with that or not, I'm just saying that these are the libertarian principles that they should just follow hard line. Either you're with it or you're without it. You're, you're out. You know what I mean? The same mm-hmm. way the Republicans and the Democrats do and really put themselves together and mm-hmm. have done that in the state, haven't done that outside. And yeah. we're the Liberty state. We should really be the forefront of that happening. If we are, you know, following the line of libertarians, we don't all have to agree. But mm-hmm. the point is 
is we don't need government to tell us what we can and can't do about it. Like, I want to be able to speak my mind. I want to be able to have uh, the right to protect myself. Like I, I wanted government to stay out of my, my house, you know, I don't want to have to put them up for room and board. And then, you know, they shouldn't be able to just stop me whenever they want papers. Right. Right. Fuck out of here with that. Uh, no. are, are you ever surprised though at how many libertarians uh got on the the trump train I, that's bizarre to me way by it absolutely yeah. just it's 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 gross because they're like he's the most libertarian person we've ever had no no uh, no i mean yeah no uh he's he's not i would say reagan uh would be can significantly more libertarian in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. I'm not going to go into the in-depth details, but I mean, there was a lot of things that he felt, you know, people, it should be not the responsibility of government to do certain things. And Trump would have steamrolled all over that. You know, he yeah. bricked authoritarian I mean, policy. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I, uh, I, I said something about it one day on, on Facebook. I was like, uh, it's literally the opposite. He's an authoritarian. That's the, polar opposite of libertarian like yeah uh, like, I, don't, I don't get all these libertarians who are like yeah we hate authoritarianism and then you know a sort of weirdly charismatic guy comes along and says oh no authoritarians act authoritarianism is actually awesome trust me follow me and they all go oh okay yep <laughs> yeah i i it's so awesome to see how many people just like follow the carrot stick thing like i i'm it truly is a cult in every way in every way it sucks people right in and then yeah it's bizarre and then all the speaking points are the same they're all republicans if the one thing i can say to them as a party they are on message Mm -hmm. about everything Mm -hmm. maybe bullshit but they Mm -hmm. all have the same thing there's always the same talking point yes for everybody it's all uniform it's always the same thing even when it came down to things like kyle rittenhouse and like all the arguing points are exactly the same and i was in argument about that actually because i was torn uh the kid was stupid shouldn't have been there Mm -hmm. in any way he was also definitely gonna die if he didn't shoot any of those people like they were gonna kill him (laughs) the mob was angry he had a gun he, they, they, the shit was angry and I saw how that went down and yeah he got something thrown at him he panicked kind of overreacted and after one gunshot went off he mm-hmm. was targeted for death like he wasn't mm-hmm. going to survive that if he didn't yeah. you know let a few of those things go which I don't again he shouldn't have been there it shouldn't have happened and that's why he's responsible for their death exactly because if he wasn't there they wouldn't have died right at the same time if they weren't in a riot they also wouldn't have died so it's it's a fuck up situation yeah. because yeah. not everybody there was in it for um for protesting as always you know do i think that's okay to get shot for that no no i don't right. and i think right. people really got out of hand and it's sad because people lost their lives because of it yeah. and i think that that guy made some dumb decisions and now he's got to face the law because he did mm-hmm. cross into a state that didn't recognize uh, reciprocity of any of the laws in his own state, 17, yep. not 18, yep. with a rifle that was semi automatic, I'm pretty sure, uh, with multiple like heavy round magazines, like 20 plus at least. I most states aren't really on board with that. I don't know yep. about that. <laughs> 
uh, he really was either really dumb or he knew he was getting into. And yeah, that's the whole play stupid games when stupid prizes thing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he is going to pay the cost for that. But we really see among the Republicans a steady, consistent talking point uh, where they're always saying the same thing altogether. It's like they watch the same you know episode of Fox and Friends in the morning to prepare for the day. <laughs> we, You know what I think that is? Uh, and actually, it's funny. I, I kind of touched on this today on the show, too, because uh, we were talking about Rush Limbaugh, the passing of Rush Limbaugh. I think the reason it's easier for Republicans to do that and to really get all on the same talking points that it is, say, for Democrats is because Republicans have all this conservative uh, political talk radio. And they all... Uh, you know, are repeating the same messages and the same talking points all day. All these different hosts like Sean Hannity and not Rush anymore because he's dead. But, you know, of course, you know, in this part of the country, we have Howie Carr and all these others, Laura Ingram, all all these people. Somebody will fill his void, too. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. So um, liberals don't have that same talk radio infrastructure. You know, there's a few. But Republicans dominate that space. And I think that that's what has helped them to be so on message, as you put it, is um, because they have this sort of, you know, almost this sort of uh, publicity arm of the party that distributes that information to everyone who listens and everyone who participates. That's true. It really is um, quite amazing how organized it is. Yeah. And uh, un un. And it's like they they didn't mean to do it. Like it's I can't think of the word that um, unknowingly that like they're doing this just kind of almost subconsciously. Yeah. Uh, like they're gaining all the information. It's spreading around. But they're, everybody is so on message. I don't even think that they realize how on message they actually are. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 kind of creepy uh, a lot of times. And the only time I see that people deviate from that is if they don't know what to say because mm-hmm. they didn't. They didn't get that that talking point for the day, you know? Yep, yep. And then the following day, they're like, oh, you know what I was thinking about the conversation we had yesterday? <laughs> no, you weren't. You saw somebody else make a point for you, and you felt like you wanted to have one up. And if that makes you feel better as a person, then go right ahead. Well, hey, you know, as uh, as Rush's audience used to say, mega dittos, Rush. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> Holy... <laughs> Mega dittos. Yeah. We all think we all think exactly the same thing. We all have the exact same thoughts, and we don't allow any independent thoughts or ideas in uh, our heads. Mega dittos. That's mm. something to be proud of. And then, <laughs> then they come at the you know the uh, opposite end of the spectrum for doing the exact same thing that they're doing. Yeah, yeah, and it doesn't necessarily <laughs> exist, you know, in that like as much as I can hold. Democrats and left accountable that they're not, it's not the same thing. It's not like brainwash right. media. So like this has been culminating for a long time and it maybe, maybe it's how easily evangelicals are sopped into believing whatever it is that they believe uh, because it doesn't seem like it's very, there's a whole lot of integrity behind it. I feel like, right. and I, I hate to smash on people's faiths, but I really don't care about these really crazy, you know, off the wall conservatives that believe that 
Trump is some savior and, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, and and then meanwhile, they're talking, well, he freaking had a rape charge against him and Jeffrey Epstein by a 13 year old Mm -hmm. girl. And then she disappeared. Her name was Jane Doe. Like, well, so money didn't pay for that. Right. That money didn't make that go away. That's bullshit. And now, and but you some sort of conservative, like, you know, uh, deity, like what the fuck happened to the golden calf and the idol thing? (laughs) Isn't that like a goddamn commandment? You guys are literally worshiping the guy. Uh, Yeah, they are. There's no way around that. They they are doing that. Absolutely. He is their Messiah. His there. I idolatry. Is that the word? It's idolatry, uh, which is a sin. Yep, which is a sin. Oh man. Yep, but they There's they do they worship some, him. Some more mental, uh, you know, Olympic hula hoop gymnastics to get through that thing. Like, how do they how do they justify? I don't know. I'm repeating myself, so I uh, I definitely think that um, it's probably that point of the conversation where we wrap things up but i uh i you know i i'm glad we got to talk about a lot of this stuff because i haven't really got to dig in with politics as much as i'd like to um and it's been wild lately it really right the 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 capital thing was just crazy (laughs) just crazy watching that happen just blew my mind i I was like yeah where are all of everyone like mm-hmm. this would have never been allowed if it was a Black Lives Matter protest. That would have never happened. There would have been, been oceans yeah. of people in between them and the Capitol. And they would have been tear gassed. And we saw yeah. it then, that that day. You want to have a photo op in front of a, a church? Yeah. We saw what would have happened if if yep if, ugh. yep. But they had they wouldn't like the that appearance that they wanted the appearance of liberty. They're marching on the Capitol until they weren't marching anymore, and they were breaking down the windows and getting shot. Well, you know, there's rumor death. now. There's rumor now. There's going to be another attempt on March fourth because the QAnon people, um, also uh, uh, commonly known now as uh, Republicans, uh, they believe that uh, March fourth is the actual day that Trump will be uh, re um, uh, not re-inaugurated re what re uh, sworn in again, March 4th. What? what? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, they, where they get March 4th from, but that's when Trump is supposed to be sworn oh, in dude. again as president. B- Biden's going to come down with the full force of the military on that crowd. I can see that happening. And yeah. if that happens, then it is going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. It needs to happen. I mean, those people need to be friggin' just, just break out the fire hoses. You know, there'll be <laughs> yeah. a lot of fucking flaccid, obese people flopping around like morons and red capes. Yep. I'd love to see that. Just yep. break out the hoses. Like, you know what? You, you, you were hitting people with rubber bullets, like not even shooting them at the ground at them directly. People died because of it. The least you can do is break out the hoses. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah, They'd it'd be the first uh Benny Hill music in the background. People are falling <laughs> down. It'd be the first bath some of those people had had in a while. Oh uh, he's going he's going for broke on that. That that <laughs> hey, it was good. I, I I'm not gonna say that that doesn't apply. Yeah. Some 
some of that those rallies like oh man rochester i remember the first time i was just like what the fuck is happening was Uh back when uh, trump was in rochester and that guy's like we are a problem here they're called muslims (laughs) and we know the president is one and the, the, yeah, I remember I could find it on the internet somewhere. I just, it's so stark in my mind. You're such a ignorant piece of shit. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, thank you CNN for showing the rest of the world what Rochester, New Hampshire is all about. <laughs> the last time you were here, Anderson Cooper, you were on the corner of main street right near where the, the courthouse was at the, when the Hillary Clinton building was being held up by the Leland Eisenberg with the road flares. <laughs> asshole too i uh absolutely uh abhor um cnn coming to rochester again no i'm just kidding <laughs> it's just the no, rochester's terrible i hate rochester i i spent some formative years there and yeah oh isn't there a, a, a i know there used to be i don't know if it still exists isn't there a facebook page called Rottenchester where uh there was it was so awesome it's gone now i'm pretty sure is it gone down. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they were they were pretty relentless and yeah. <laughs> oh it was awesome it was good times I, I and you know what they should be because you know fucking evan post and the idiots oh yeah morons. yeah evan post is a celebrity a new hampshire celebrity because of that yep yep that's true <laughs> and I, I remember the time I went off on him because he came up to my wife's window and started like demanding money. And like, I drove down and I found him and I'm like, same place, same home Depot. I'm like, you ever come up to my wife's was like, he's like, well, how do I know if it's your wife? He's like, if you come up to anyone's wife ever, I will find you. How am I going to know? I'm like, do the math, carry the fucking zero, dude. Uh, I'm like, I'm just going to beat you anyway. Like I, I hated him. I'm not an angry person. I don't like fighting, but I genuinely have a disdain for that guy. And I've seen him do yeah. so many screwed up things. He lit this kid on fire one time after like, like really? doing some awful things to the kid that is just, I'm not even going to go there. I don't want to get sued or anything because of that. Some dipshit. Not that he could really, they're true. They are, ha- they happened. He was arrested for it. And oh. the kid was lit, not lit on fire. And I actually met the kid too. Um, wow. Good guy. Sad. It happened. Yeah, screwed up, screwed up. Rochester garbage, <laughs> absolute garbage. You know, panhandling for life. Good for you, man. That's that's great. But when you start to threaten people and make people physically uncomfortable, that's where it crosses the line. You can ask whoever you want. The minute they tell you no, you need to carry yep. the fuck on. Yep. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I went on a rant about Evan Post, and that's great. That's how we're going to close out this episode of abstract transmissions don't be that guy and be nice to each other as always Uh, we say that a lot because people aren't being very nice lately so as always ladies and gentlemen we appreciate you listening and we appreciate matt and all of the guests for coming on the show i don't say this enough at the end of the episodes we appreciate you for coming on the show it's been a good conversation and uh, thank you for having me anytime you know it's 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 uh it's it's nice to have a good uh a good uh, vigorous political conversation because there's not enough of them happening uh, at all. People are trying to avoid politics like the plague, understandably. Um, But we, uh, we appreciate you guys that consistently listen. And uh, I, I repeat myself often, but 
again, be be fair and nice to each other. Uh, there's the only way out of this is is figuring it out together. You know, I, I I'll definitely give Yang the the credit for this because it was his slogan the not left not right forward thing you know it's it's true we can't be so divided on things we got to figure out a way and and i know that's that's tough because there's some really crazy people out there that we've got (laughs) to try to find common ground with but um there are ways to i mean there's you can get anybody to do pretty much anything according to the sales psychology sadly enough um it's not off actually uh on that note Mental manipulation is always the way to go when you're trying to sell a dishwasher. (laughs) Uh, We appreciate your time and effort, really, sometimes uh, through the end of these episodes because I know it's just the anticipation and I drag it out. But that's what I do. I like to drag it out a little bit more. We're going to keep talking for another five seconds. As always, abstract tears. Transmissions.